So, my mother has been dealing with cancer since about September. Uh, September, August maybe? Late August, early September. Uh, So she had been dealing with it, what is that, eight months? We're in May now. Um, And, you know, it was hard, but she was a trooper. She was just tough old bird. (laughs) She, um... You know, she 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 did the chemo. She did the radiation therapy. She was never bedridden. She was never taken down. And she lost her hair and she was feeling weak. And you know, the the normal side effects of of radiation in your body. Uh, but again, she was never bedridden. She was still out and about doing her thing. You know, strong as anything. Uh, physically frail, but her heart kept going. Right, like like she wouldn't give up. She still lived her life. She still went out and shopped and just did what she always did. She would stop if the doctor told her to. Like there were times when the doctor said, well, you're not, I don't want you cooking because you can't be over a hot stove because the heat will affect. So, you know, so she would listen to the doctor. But she was, she was up and about, you know, she was tough. Not a lot of complaining. She hung tough. Uh, About three weeks ago, I was told to go see her. Now I went to see her on a Sunday. Uh, the Sunday, two Sundays before Mother's Day, I went to see her. So late April, I guess. And uh, she made us dinner. Me, my wife Sheena, the kids. You know, she made us dinner. It was just a regular visit. And actually, I was going to take her out for dinner. I was upset. I was like, Mom, this was going to be my birthday dinner for you. Because I couldn't go on her birthday. I was working. So I was going to take her out for her birthday this Sunday. But she was like, all right, so let's let's eat. I was like, oh, okay, okay, cool. You know, I was telling my family, all right, let's get dressed. Let's go. And my mom was like, no, have a seat. What? Yeah, I made you dinner. What? Mom, we were going to take you out. <laughs> so needless to say, she made us dinner and we ate there and, you know, just hung out at my mom's house. I was like, I owe you an outing then. I got to take you out for your birthday. I never got to do that. She was like, yeah, cool. Um, and then I was planning on going to see her two Sundays from there on Mother's Day. Um, so I see her on a Sunday that Saturday. So almost a week later, I get a call from a friend of the family. He says, um, when was the last time you saw your mom? I was like Sunday, uh, last week, this past Sunday. He says, you need to see her like right now because something has happened to her and I don't know how much longer she has left. And I'm thinking, what? (laughs) We just saw her. Alright, I was like, alright, I'll go see her And, you know, it was it was like 11.30 at night So I told Sheena, I said, alright, yeah, tomorrow we gotta go see my mom You know, we're gonna have to go visit her a week early Because we were gonna visit her the following Sunday So we went the next day And my mom was sitting there in a chair Literally Babbling on like, a, like an Alzheimer's patient What the hell just happened? Like, I just saw her What the hell just happened? Um I took her to the doctor to the hospital because my grandmother said uh, that she had she hadn't uh, had a bowel movement in a couple of days and I said oof no that's not good that's gonna affect her 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 uh, her organs so I rushed her to the hospital and uh, they discovered the reason for her confused you know out of it condition she had had a stroke she had a stroke 
and and it left her, you know, it fried her brain, the right, the the front side of her brain, which is where personality and behavior and mortar skills and and all of that is is located, which explained why she was confused, why she would stare off unseeing, like like she was kind of staring off but not really looking at anything. You know what I mean? Like her eyes weren't focusing on anything. Um, talking about stuff that wasn't there or confusing. Uh, memories, you know, she she took care of my my cousin's son Ethan, who's a little boy, and she would talk about how he did something that I did like 30 years ago, or vice versa. Or she would say, "Yesterday I," and then she would tell me something Ethan did. So she was like really out of it. Like I said, it was almost like an Alzheimer's patient. Well, that explained it. She had a stroke. Then it turns out, you know, in a battery of tests that they were doing. They discovered a heart damage. She had a heart attack somewhere along the line. Now they didn't discover it in her in EKG. They discovered it in her blood, in a blood work. So it wasn't a big heart attack, but still there was damage to her heart, and they were worried about her heart that it might give out. <sighs> what the hell? Like we were dealing with cancer. Now we're dealing with all this stuff. Like that was crazy. Three days later, they release her, just kind of on a whim. Apparently, according to them, they evaluated her. She could walk. She could, because she couldn't. When I took her in, she couldn't walk. She could walk. She could talk. She could think. She was asking for things. And my wife was excited. I was at work. My wife was excited when she called me because she said, wow, apparently your mom has made like a miraculous recovery. She's made a comeback. That's awesome. So I was like, okay, cool. But, but she lives alone. Like they're releasing her. And my wife said, yeah, they said that she could go home, you know, and be alone as long as someone comes and visits her, you know, during the day. Well, that's, yeah, okay, that works. But when I went to pick her up that night, my family was like pissed because they were like, how are they releasing her? She can't even walk from the chair to the bed, which is right next to it. But by that point, she'd already been signed out by the doctor. The IV was taken off of her Like she was done It was just a, a formality about me taking her out So I took her out And then I had to take her home To her house You know it was like a spur of the moment thing That was the only place I could take her Couldn't take her to my house We don't have any room Like literally We live in a tiny house It's our own house But we're kind of outgrowing it as it is We're already on the, on the search for another house um, Like there's just no room So I brought her back to her house Where she was comfortable And a friend of hers would uh, spend the night you know she spent the night with her there because my mom needed 24-hour care suddenly so what ended up happening was I ended up going to my mom's house every day and the friend of the family would come and spend the nights with her so I had to take off work which I couldn't really afford to we were already behind in our bills now I had to take off work to take care of my mom like what the hell and I did it of course but like Ah, you know, like like I was the only one. No family member did, wanted to do anything. And as a matter of fact, me and my uncle got into it at the hospital. Tempers were flaring. You know, he was being very. Uh, my family loves to gossip, and they're, they're a bunch of yentas when it comes to uh, things that are said. And they they want. It's more important to be right and to come off looking good than it is to to reach the truth. So because of that, they got into it with my wife on the phone, apparently, earlier in the day. How dare she release my my mom? How dare she tell them it's okay? Which she never did. Uh, how dare she do that? 
And my wife was upset. She called me crying. Like, what the hell? She was upset. That Why would they yell at her? So when I got to the hospital, ready to confront them because they were ready to, to, to blow up at me, which I'm used to. I am kind of the heel of the family. I'm not just a heel in life. I'm a heel in my family, too. <laughs> like, I'm a heel everywhere. I'm always the bad guy. Um, but, yeah, they, they, I was ready for them. You know, I called my wife. And I had her on speaker. I did not want anyone to sit there and say, well, Sheena said this, which they actually tried. And that's what got me in trouble. My uncle said, well, Sheena said this. And I was like, wait, Sheena, did you say this? And she was like, no, I said. And then she repeated what she said. So needless to say, my uncle didn't like that. And, he, you know, that got me some heat, which I don't care. You, you will not get pissed off at the truth. Not at me. That's a reflection of you. That's nothing to do with me. Right? Like, if you're lying and the truth comes out, that's not on me. That's on you. I don't care. So we got some heat that way. Right off the bat, I, I kept getting texts from my uncle because I was at work. He was like, you need to get here. You need to get here. You need to get here. And I was like, but why? The, the nurse says you need to get here. The nurse says you need to come. The nurse says she needs to talk to you. That's all I kept getting. You know, and I, I would ask him questions and he would just respond with, the nurse says you need to come. So I went. And I see her in the hallway. I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm uh, uh, Johnny, you know, this, uh, her son, the lady's son. Um, I was told you needed me here. And she goes, no, I never said that. I was like, really? Hold on a second. Could, could you? Let's talk. And I brought her into the room. And I was like, hey, guys, what's up? I'm like, uh, Theo. Theo means uncle in Spanish. Theo, you said that she needed to talk to me? And he kind of looked up at me like, what? And I, and I pulled up his text. I'm like, look, right here it says, uh, Johnny, uh, nurse needs to talk to you. Johnny, nurse needs to speak with you. Johnny, nurse needs you to come. I was like, you said she needed to talk to me? And, and I looked at the nurse and she goes, no, absolutely not. I never said that. So boom, right off the bat, facts, facts, burned. My uncle was already pissed off. Then a couple of times they tried to turn around what Sheena was saying and I, you know, and, I, and she's on the phone. She's on speaker. So I would be like, did you say that? That's not what you said. And she would say, no, I said, and she would repeat what she said. Boom. Facts. You know? And then, and then um, the nurse is saying something and, you know, my uncle kind of dismissively turns and starts talking to the family and I, and I shush him. I'm like, hey, sh- listen, listen. You know, he didn't like that. And then we, yeah, we just kind of get into it. We, we, I got heat for, for being prepared, right? Because all they wanted to do was criticize, you know, and, and, and gossip. And, and, you know, that, that's what they do. That's what they do. Hispanic family. That's what they do a lot of times. And they couldn't. I'm, I'm going to block you. Because I'm, I'm used. I grew up with you. You don't think I know your tricks? <laughs> right? Like, like, give me a break. So because I got into it with my uncle, my wife had spoken to one of my cousins earlier in the day. They were trying to figure out, well, what are we going to do now that, you know, Olga's uh, being sent home and she can't be alone? What are we going to do? Oh, you know, I'll go during the day. I'll go early on in the day. And then Johnny could come later. And then so-and-so can come later. Like, they were kind of planning it out. Well, at the end of the night, when I brought my mom home and I was waiting for the one friend of the family that was going to spend the night... I get a text from that cousin. She didn't appreciate me getting insulting with her with her dad, which I didn't. And I explained to her exactly what was said word for word. And never never heard from her again. Never had any help. Never had any help from any of the family. Any of them. None of them. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. I ended up losing my freaking job. <laughs> I lost my job because I had to be there with my mom. right? And I'm not holding that against her. I'm holding that against the family. Like, I have a family. I have a house. I have a mortgage. I have kids. Like, 
y'all live, I, I, I live an hour away. They live like three minutes away. They live, you know, one community over. They couldn't come throughout the day and take turns and maybe like an hour or two, you take over here, you take over here, I'll come this day and I'll, no. They said, well, if you don't, if you don't help, if you don't figure this out, then, then our hands are tied. Wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. That, okay. Yeah. Cool. It's not like me and my mom aren't used to that kind of treatment before. Okay, cool. No problem. I lost my job. Taking care of my mom, something I really can't afford to do, but I did. I lost my job and I get it, right? Like I wasn't pissed off at my job. Business continues. Like my problems are not my job's problems. Driving those monster trucks, doing the tours. People are booking tours. They need drivers. So I don't hold it against them. I wasn't going to sit there and say, no, you will not fire me. You will hold my spot and, and lose your business. No, I get it. That's not their problem, right? But the family didn't help one bit. Nothing. Not even a little bit. So a couple of weeks go by, you know, a week and a half maybe, not a couple, well, about a week and a half, and my mom just kept getting worse. And then she was complaining about her chest one day. So I said, oh, chest pains. No, I'm not messing with that. So I took her back to the hospital, and uh, when we get to the hospital, they told me that, they, you know, because they did a battery of tests again at a different hospital this time. One by my house. If I'm doing it my way, I'm doing it my way. And we're going to take her by my house. Make it easy for me. Um, they said the cancer had spread. She had a, 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 a tumor in her lung. Well, now there were tumors everywhere. Multiple tumors in her adrenal glands. Multiple tumors in her liver, in her stomach, in her pancreas. The, the one in her lung was about 8 centimeters. Like, like that's it. They'd spread. And like, there was really nothing much they could do at that point. Like, that's it. It was over. You know, her body wouldn't be able to handle any more treatment. By that point, I had her in a, in a depends, you know, in a, an adult diaper. You know, I had to feed my mother. I had to take my mother to the bathroom. Later on, I had to change my mother's diaper. Like, it was, at, it was there. It was that. That's what I had to do. You know, everything she did for me when I was a little kid, I had to do for her now. So she deteriorated that quickly within two, three weeks. Um, they said, you know, I, she, she, you know, we, they, hospice was there. Hospice met us there because hospice had been helping us out at my mom's house. Now here there was no 24 hour hospice care in home. You would have to go to their facility. Well, hospice was there to take her to their facility. They were like, yeah, let's, you know, we're going to take her and we'll stabilize her. And then the goal was to eventually get her into a nursing home, which you never really want to do. But at this point, it was the best thing because I can't, like, you know, me and my wife are not, we're not trained to give her the care that she needs. You know what I mean? Like, she needs 24-hour care. We can't give that to her. We both have to work eventually. Um, like, we can't do it. So we brought her into hospice care. And what, today is Sunday, the day before Memorial Day. This past Wednesday, my mom passed away. She stopped breathing. You know, and it was it was a deteriorating sight. Everything was just going downhill from there. As soon as we brought her in there, you know, every day was worse. Every day was worse. By the end, they had her on a on a on a oxygen to help her keep breathing. And you know, I got the call Wednesday night, right around ten o'clock, that my mom stopped breathing, and that's it. It was over. You know, and I don't know how to react. Um, you know, by that point. Like, I always pictured my mother dying and me yelling and screaming and throwing myself on the floor and, you know, being overcome with emotion. And I'm not. I'm relieved. Um, relieved. 
I'm not relieved that my mother is no longer with me. I'm not relieved that my mother is no longer here. I'm not relieved that I'm no longer ever going to see her again physically in person. What I'm relieved at is, you know, she's no longer dealing with this. She's no longer deteriorating. She's no longer a shell of her former self. She's no longer, you know, and this is very cliche, but it, it still holds up. It's a cliche for a reason. She's no longer suffering, right? Like, I'm relieved of that. Like, basically, for the last week, that wasn't my mother anymore. Actually, since since the stroke, it wasn't my mother. But there were moments. There were moments. Um, but like this last week where she like really went downhill and wasn't responding, wasn't opening her eyes, wasn't closing her eyes. Her eyes were stuck in that, in that like half open, half shut spot where like sometimes when people sleep, you can kind of see their eyes open a little bit. You know, like my mom was too weak to close them all the way or to open them all the way. They were just kind of they just kind of stayed wherever they 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 go to naturally. Um, she wasn't eating. She wasn't drinking. She wasn't talking. She wasn't moving. She wasn't doing anything. So basically my mom has been gone already for a week before she even, you know, before she passed. Um, so we had about a week to say goodbye. We had about a week of mourning, of grieving, of dealing with her not being here anymore. You know, the tears were cried, the emotions were spent. By the time she died, it was just a formality. You know, and I hate to say that because it kind of sounds like like I'm demeaning the whole experience, which I'm not. It's just reality. Right, like we had come to grips with the fact by the time we got her in hospice that there was not going to be a miraculous recovery. There wasn't. There wasn't. Her cancer had spread. It was everywhere. There wasn't. There was no no miraculous. She she was. This was it. She's eighty three years old. Right, like she's at the end of her life, and this was it. This was it. There wasn't any coming back from this. She wasn't going to be the the mom I knew you know twenty years ago ever again. Like this was over. So we had come to grips with that. And then when she passed, you know, it was almost a relief. It was almost like I took a deep breath, like, <sighs> okay, all right, it's over, you know, for her and for us, you know, and I've had to tell a, a bunch of family members here the past couple of days, yes, the same family that like turned their backs on us, I've been comforting them, you know, I had to tell them like, this is good for us as well. Like my mom's not the only one that suffers. When someone is dying, when someone is is going through a long terminal illness, they're not the only ones that suffer. Everyone around them suffer as well. And they suffer in a different way. Like if I'm the one that's sick and dying, like I've already come to grips with it. Like I'm going to die. Like what can I do, right? Like it sucks, but it is what it is. You as my family member, you're you're sitting there helpless. And you don't want me to die. And you want to do something. And there's nothing you could do. And like we struggle with all these different things, right? Thinking of life without your loved one, et cetera, et cetera. So like we were all suffering. So like now the suffering is over. Now we move on, you know? And then she'll always be in our hearts. She'll always be in our memories. And, and we move on. So I've kind of, you know, like I said, the tears were already cried. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe it just hasn't hit me. Although, you know, again, I have dealt with it already. But... Right afterward, as a matter of fact, before she even passed, people were already taking shit from her house. What the hell? Like, (laughs) freaking vultures, right? Like, my family, none of them helped. None of them lifted a finger to help, but they all jump at the opportunity to take her shit, right? Like, her, her house. Now, in a way, I'm grateful. Because when, when Sheena's mom died, we had to empty out her mom's house all by ourselves. Like, we had to do all that work. And it took months. Um, here, 
all my family and na- and the neighborhood the, the neighborhood friends of my mom's her neighbors are all coming over and emptying the house out for us which is so on that in that sense it's good okay cool but no one asked me permission at first to take some of the shit that they took like dude what that this is my mother like what if i what did that stuff meant something to me and it didn't but that's not the point like who told you you could go in there and take that shit like one of her friends actually asked hey can I take your mom's pots and pans? I don't have any that are like good. Our mine are all shot. And she has a lot of them. Would I be able to take them? And I'm like, yeah, take them all. Like, just take them. She's like, oh, thank you. There's also a, 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 a garden decoration that she has. Can I take that too? I'm like, yes, absolutely. I find out she was going through her closet. She was going through her drawers. She was going through all other shit. I was like, I didn't take it, tell you to take all that. Me and Sheena hadn't even taken our stuff yet. <laughs> So we went over there the other day and we, you know, we took our, we, we went in to take our, our, our pictures and frames, the things that we wanted. I don't want to fill my house up like Sheena did with all of my dead mother's stuff, right? Because I'm never going to use that stuff and it's just going to accumulate in my closet, in, in my garage, in whatever, whatever room they're in. And they're not going to do anything but take up space, right? And it's going to torture me forever. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to take the pictures, obviously, pictures, albums, frames, things like that, um, Really, that's about it. Like, not really anything else. That's it. That's all I really wanted to take. Um, and then Sheena, of course, wanted to take some things. Oh, and I, you know, there was like my my college graduation certificate, which was framed on the wall. Like, like there were some things I took, and Sheena too. There was something she took: some toys for the kids that my mom had put away, and uh, some jewelry that she had given my mom. You know, uh, pearls because Sheena does the pearl pearl business. So there were things we took, but it was it was rather minimal. But damn, like we went in to take <laughs> to get our stuff, and there were people in there already, like like truckloads of people, like literally with an assembly line emptying the house. It was like what? Like literally, I was walking around the pickup trucks, grabbing stuff and bringing it and taking it off their trucks, and they were like, "Hey, we're taking that," and I'm like, "No, you're not." Like, I didn't say you could take that. Who are you? Her son? Oh. <laughs> like, dude, what the hell? You know? And then, then today I went back. There was a, an outdoor shed that my mom had that I couldn't uh, go through yesterday. Because yesterday, Saturday, we went to get some some the remainder of the stuff. And we couldn't go to the shed. And my bicycle was there. A bicycle that my mother gave me. A, a road bike. A racing bike. Um, I was going to get that and just kind of go through the shed. Because I think me and Sheena had some stuff there that my mom put there. Um, so yesterday I said, yeah, I'm, I'll be back tomorrow. I got to get this. I show up this morning. I'm actually on the way home, driving home right now as we speak. From there, I show up this morning and the bike's gone. And the shed's been gone through. It's like, holy crap, dude. Freaking vultures. Like, y'all don't lift a finger to help. Y'all don't lift a finger to do anything. Y'all left everything on me. But yet when it comes to, like, emptying out the house or taking your shit, yeah, you're there. Right? Oh, you'll help with that. Why? Because you're going to get something out of it. You're going to get something out of it. It, it. it helps you. It benefits you. What the fuck? Good God almighty. Like, I don't know. It just, you know, when stuff like this happens, that's when you realize who is who, right? That's when people's true colors come out. Like, and there's always that one member of the family that keeps the family together. That is the one person responsible for everyone getting together, for everyone hanging out together, for everyone gathering at holidays. That was my mom. Like, after this... You know, we I had her cremated, which already some members of the family didn't like, but that's what my mother wanted. Um, and then we're not going to do anything like a big mass or anything like that. We are going to uh, gather at 
by her house. She had a, like a, a clubhouse. We're going to gather there and just remember her. Put the music on, get some food, and do like a party. My mom was always about dancing and partying and having fun. And, and that's what she wanted. So that's what I'm going to do. Already family members are complaining to other family members. Like, what is Johnny thinking? What the hell is wrong with him? You know, like, and of course, they'll complain behind my back. But nobody comes up to me and says, Johnny, I have a problem with this. Nobody. Nobody ever does that because they're afraid. They've always been afraid. They've been afraid because I'm always going to come right back at them. Like, I'm not shy. I'm not scared. Like, if you have a problem with me, tell me. And I'm either going to agree with you, disagree with you, explain to you, right? Or just shut you down. Whatever, whatever I need to do, right? Like, you may be right. You may be wrong. Like, I'm not good. It's not about being right for me. It's about arriving at the truth. And the truth is, this is what my mother wanted. This was her final wishes. Her final desires was to be cremated and then to have like a gathering, a get together with the family. And then eventually I'm going to scatter her ashes in, in the ocean. That's what she wanted. No, you have to do a mass. You have to bury her and you have to have a. Se- what? Says who? Not the person who died. That's not what she wanted. But uh, good God almighty, man. What what an experience. Like, I've lost my mom. I lost my job. And I lost my bike. (laughs) And I say that symbolically. Like, you know, like people just started taking shit from my mom's house without my permission. (sighs) You know, and I try not to worry about that. That's just stuff. Who cares? Who cares? I'm not going to see a lot of these family members after this anyway, like ever again, not because I hide from them, but because without my mother there, without the common denominator, there's really never going to be a reason for me to go up there. We don't get invited to family outings. We don't get invited to family events. We don't get invited to, to, to family get togethers. We don't. We don't. I've always been the outcast. So is my mom. We don't. When we do, everyone has fun, but no one thinks of inviting us because we're not part of the clique. We're not part of the group. We're not part of the, 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 you know, the, 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 we're not the cool kids, I guess. Or maybe we're too cool. I don't know. But yes, already people are complaining behind my back, not, not saying anything to me, uh, but complaining behind my back about my decisions. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the point of this, this podcast was other than just to kind of vent. Uh, there is no meaning. There is no, no, no lesson here. Not, not a lesson that I can give. Maybe there's something y'all can get out of it. But, you know, I'm just, it's just, it's a roller coaster of emotions. Again, I've lost my mother. I've lost my job. And like, I've lost respect for a lot of family members. And unfortunately, that's what happens in these situations, isn't it? This is when people's true colors come out. This is when you see who's who and what's what and what they're doing. And I saw it. And it is what it is. So, anyway. Hopefully, y'all have a better day than I'm having. Hopefully, y'all have had a better month than I've had. And uh, that's it. Gator Johnny, I'm out. Later, y'all.